you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The Around the NFL Podcast. Three bozos going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> From the Chris Wesley Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. That was necessary. It was time to take a little air out of the balloon in this room. Dan Hans is here, Greg <laughs> Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. That was just an op-ed from Jason Zumo. Right. Totally and off book. It's definitely getting high off our own supply uh, season. Um, this is our 2023 season predictions Woo! and awards show. How fun is that? Where we're going to go through all our picks that you actually um, you could read about on NFL.com. Ali Bonpori and the team put together a nice rundown of uh, all the uh, analysts, uh, a list that includes Judy Batista, Jeremy Bergman. How about that? Eric Edholm, new power rankings guy. Michael F. Florio. Not the other Mike Florio. The Our re- Mike Florio. The real one. Leslie Frazier. MJD. Steve Mariucci. Nick Shook. Brandon Walker. Hard Knocks guy. And last but not least, Dan Hansis. Greg Rosenthal. And Mark. I got this in just before deadline. So imagine if I had not been included in this exercise. I was hoping everyone would get it in last year. Not everyone got it in. I was meaning to look up who didn't get it in last year because it, re- it wreaked havoc with this episode a year ago. I don't who Who was it? It's probably you. I no? did get it in personally. I know that I had to ask for an extension. Do I have to look it up? It, was, it probably was me. We don't need to look it up. Maybe late. you're right. It was don't probably it. me. Uh, I don't really remember. It was probably me. And, and yet you tried to 
put me. Well, now once I once I thought about it, let's just let's just move on. I mean, yes, it is cool to be uh, making picks alongside uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, overrating his employer for like the seventh straight year. But I get it. Oh, he works, you mean the Rams? He works for the Rams. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't even work for the Jaguars. He's just a fan. He always overrates them, too. But he, I think he nailed them last year because they had a nice little season. Mark, you and I participated last year in this exercise. Okay. I, I, I missed a, it. It's it's called being a professional. Right. At your workplace. Because, you know, for Greg not to do this a year ago meant he was blowing off emails from I don't think it was Tom a, Blair, Gennaro Felice, all those great people. Don't have time for you peoples who uh, operate in cubicles and desks. And then he tried to brush this off as something we shouldn't even talk about by saying, oh, it's probably you, Dan. I, I believe that in the moment, and then I thought about it, and I was like, actually, that sounds like something I would do. Um, you need to get going. Uh, Mark, I know you, before the show, you're getting a little jittery. I So, you know, un, not unlike the two of you, I have multiple responsibilities uh, in the city, on the planet, and have somewhere with a tight deadline. And, you know, we've done a lot of things today, and we took a big, long lunch in the middle. And so I really enjoyed that, but then it suddenly the, started to clock watch a little bit. Had a, got a move. Got a big place. I'm expecting <laughs> clipped answers from from Mark. Yeah, no, no. Here like, during the show because we we began. Um, oh, with a, a fair MVP. Of it's time. Patrick Mahomes. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna try to get through this in a, a decent amount of time uh, for Mark. You to ha- handle all the adult responsibilities that you had. I only and care your about the, don't. I only care about. I did not say that you don't have these responsibilities. But if, but if you did, did he say that? If if one of you had the responsibility, we would have cranked this thing. We would have been going thirty five minutes ago. I'd we like, do yeah. have responsibilities. Yeah. Right you, now, our responsibility is to the audience. To and to that each is other. what I was Incredible about to show. say is that to I, each other. I care about the listener and uh, the co-hosts that I work with. I think you care about driving fifty four miles per hour out of this building. In exactly 44 minutes. I care about that, too. <laughs> Not as fast as he'll, he'll be out of the studio running. He just, whew. we got to start getting a camera on Mark exiting the studio or any of our shadowy league figure meetings. It's become my favorite. There was a classic one movie. on Monday where, yeah, you were you were through that glass door. And it was just the like. The chair was spinning. <laughs> Look, I spent like, I had like 20 terrible corporate jobs. And I became involved in this industry to not do corporate meetings. So I, I have to learn on my, my tolerance to, to rise it because I'm not, a, I'm not acclimated to that. We do that out of respect for you. We don't give you a hard time about it because usually in those meetings, Greg and I then have another 10 minutes where the bosses still want to talk post-meeting. Yeah. But you usually ever think about that like- we're taking that bullet for you every single time? Well, no, I've stayed to the end of many of them, first of all. It's a lot of it's a lot of like then we start talking about like pickleball and like 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 you know what softball game someone yeah, yeah just like yeah. just like it's not, not like what what is the what are why are we doing this? Why are we here? Anyways. Big question. I, that, that like, is a big I, I'm question. Adding, I'm adding multiple minutes to the show the, with the complaints. So. We are actually gonna tackle that on the metaphysical podcast. What are we doing here? Right now we're gonna pick um Yes, our predictions and awards for the season. This is once that once it's on digital uh, print for NFL.com, you can't go back on it. And then Ooh. you go back. I think I already did. At the end of the season, uh, and you know, listen. Remember Greg with his old like, oh, I picked the Eagles. That remember we couldn't. Yeah, I do. We couldn't stop hearing about that, and it's because Greg in his back pocket, and that's not even a shot on you, Greg. You knew you had this article in the digital archive that you could point I love to that. forever. For the Eagles. <laughs> oh, I like that. 
So oh, that, you're right. Now we have an opportunity once again to be as annoying as Greg was a year ago. That's well, all you're going for in this sort of exercise, an opportunity to be annoying in the future. And it can go on and on. Mm-hmm. And they offer this thing mid-season where you can go back and change all your no, picks. I, I think really. we should we should all just say there's I none never, of that happening. I always decline that one, but not out of disrespect for my colleagues. No. Uh, like Greg last year. Um, <laughs> because I stand on, what did uh, Will Smith say in concussion? To tell the truth. I tell the truth here. I don't need to rewrite history in the middle of the season. I'm either going to be right or wrong. Probably wrong. But that's the fun of it. Let's get to it. We don't mention that movie. Yeah, out of loyalty to the employer, I never went and saw that. Didn't buy a ticket. (laughs) Don't believe it. There's that. And there was like this Patriots player in the early aughts. An off-field story we'd never mention. Shoosh! All right, let's get to it. Let's do it this way. Let's start by talking awards. Okay. Okay. Uh, And then we'll get to the uh, picks for uh, the divisions, wild cards, and then close with our Super Bowl picks. Which way do we want to go? Let's go from down to up. Let's start with Coach of the Year. Mm. All right. All right. And this is an interesting one. Um, uh, let me throw out, first of all, the NFL.com consensus uh, was my boy, Robert Sala. And I, I get it, the idea that uh, seven first place votes or votes on NFL.com. Sala and who's plus sixteen hundred according to what is the um is DraftKings they're using here? Caesars. I think it's Caesars. Anyway, Sala got the most votes. None of us though voted uh for Sala. Take that. All you people that think you ain't got no homer. haters, you ain't popping. Um uh, but I get it as a, a choice. I went with Mike Tomlin, and he was the second place vote. Uh, and that might be teasing uh some of my mm. uh my picks later on, but I think that uh Tomlin who's plus 1800 by the way tomlin has never won coach of the year would you believe that wow and i, I kind of would actually i think this it sort of tilts towards new faces i like that choice by you plus for a guy, 1800 for a guy who um has been around forever who is on a hall of fame trajectory that is now building up another team that could be ready to make noise this year and remember when leo finally got the oscar for the revenant i believe it was and it was by far Weird His choice. Greatest performance. So it was like it was time. We got to make up for the same thing. Denzel Washington. With Marty. Marty Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, they gave it to him for The Departed, which is a fun movie, but not special like, say, Goodfellas or Raging Bull or no, Tax Driver. Course correction. Course correction. Um, if Even if the Steelers win 10 games and they're a wildcard team, I think they give it to Mike Tomlin mm. and say, Mike. Good job. We recognize you finally. This is his revenue. He needs more than that, I think, uh, to win coach of the year. I think he need to win the division or need to win 12 games and somehow get boxed out in that division. Because now the expectations. Who says I don't have Mike Tomlin winning the division? Right. Sure. I'm just I think that's what he'll need because we've had Cognoscenti like Mark leading the pack here that actually have elevated the expectations enough that I don't think. The seventh seed would be enough for Tomlin to do it. But I love that choice. I sort of wish that was my choice. This is the uh, award that has the most differing opinions. 14 different people uh, got votes here. Hmm. And and no more than seven out of 30-plus voters. I I think it's going to be a tough road for Tomlin unless they have like a three- or four-game spike and and win the division. What do you have? I have uh, Arthur Smith. I think he fits the narrative of how this award goes out because it's like, 
the Falcons have been um, competent under him. Um, we've talked about them a ton, so I don't need to reiterate it all. But like, please don't. There's a vision, and I think he's going to fulfill it. I think they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a fun team and a completely different f- version of the Falcons than we've seen for a long time. And it's kind of like Arthur Smith, newer face, gets a lot of votes. So he actually is one of the favorites, uh, depending on where you look uh, on Caesars, as as we're listing on the on the website. He's plus a thousand, which is one one of the favorites. I hate it when people say like, "Oh, Dan Campbell's the favorite to win Coach of the Year," and then if he doesn't win it, it's like, "Oh yeah, he was the favorite." It's like, yes, but he's plus eight fifty, which is an eight to one odds. It's like even calling the Lions the favorite in the NFC North. You should understand, like, actually, the odds say it's more likely one of the other three teams, you know, the field wins over the Lions, but they are the most likely. So Coach of the Year is one of those awards where there's a million people with a chance. And I took one of the bigger long shots. I didn't realize it. Uh, Plus 4,000. I got Ron Rivera, which, yes, is obviously giving away uh, a little something because I actually think he fits a narrative too with what's going on in Washington. If he can save his job and if he can make the playoffs, I think he would be a very popular figure. He's popular with the media and that would be a great little story. He has the backstory because yes, everyone knows he's sure. kind of on thin ice here and maybe not even all by his own doing, just the the change and tumult around Washington. Okay. I think they're all good picks. Comeback player of the year. Uh, this is interesting. So, 22 votes for in NFL media for DeMar Hamlin. It's crazy to me um, that anybody else would vote for anyone uh, other than DeMar Hamlin. Uh, one really stands unless out. They, yeah. Unless they they forget that DeMar Hamlin nearly died on the football field and now is he's on the Buffalo Bills this season as a football player. Uh, what were you going to say? Well, no, I think it's I think it's um either you forgot. Or you're really trying to be a tad extra by picking someone else. Like I, now I think this is a person that's going to essentially fulfill the concept of a comeback. But Calvin Ridley um, wiped off the face of the of the earth for gambling. Essentially, uh, is a weird comeback story that I think he, like the NFL would he not. He got six really, votes. He got the second most yeah. amount of votes. And I thought the the little extra star at the bottom, the asterisk, come which, back to which, us, which notes that Caesars isn't even offering betty lines at comeback player of the year. So I think that speaks to uh, this is a weird, uncomfortable award to bet on generally, but especially with Demar Hamlin. But other places are putting up odds for this. And Adam DeMar, Shine, come back to us, right? And Demar Hamlin actually is <laughs> a huge favorite to win this award. So there's something awkward. Uh, about this, uh, but he got all three of our votes. He MJD right. went Calvin win. Ridley. He's going to win. The only Six other one went Ridley. Oh, John Mechie would make some sense. Is that I what you're going to say? say? The only other person, John Mechie, obviously uh, battled leukemia after being a second round pick of the Texans, and he's going to be in the mix for Houston this year. I mean, Brees Hall, sure. Tua got a vote here. Odell. Okay. Beckham. Uh, Lamar. Come on. You don't. Do not give away Comeback Player of the Year award to uh, somebody who just was okay as a player and missed, you know, four or five games. Uh, Christian Gonzalez voted for Tua as the Comeback Player of the Year. This is not, and I've done some digging, it's not the Christian Gonzalez that was taken 17th overall oh, okay. by the Patriots. No, it's he's a, not it's working a, for It's us. a digital content producer, and uh, he went Tua. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, let's see. Hansis. That's funny. Hansis voted with the majority here at Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle of the Philadelphia Eagles. I just think uh, it's been proven 
that the Eagles know how to assimilate these talented players and, and get the most out of them. And even if he doesn't play a huge amount of snaps as a rookie, they're going to find a way to make it count. And he's obviously studly coming out of college. So he was my pick. Who did you guys go with? Uh, so I am one of two people, along with Nick Shook, so I feel good about this, that went with, again, Steelers theme, Joey Porter Jr. I just mm. feel like... Um, We're all it, the way in on these Steelers. I, well, first of all, I have, I have was banging the table for the Steelers to take Joey Porter back in the draft because it's like, don't don't bypass the son of a Steelers legend. Just take him. I think they're it's going to work. Um, and I think cornerback is the kind of thing where you make a couple of big splash plays, you got a chance to be to get those votes. Now, history says it's usually won by a pass rusher or a linebacker. So Dan voting Carter makes sense. I do think he might struggle to get a you know, more than 50% of steps. He could still win rookie of the year with that, but there's just so many good players. Will Anderson got 11 votes. So almost as many as Carter. I went with Brian branch safety. Wow. Slash uh, right. nickel. I, it'd be pretty rare for a second round uh, player in the secondary, but we did get three votes. How? Uh, uh, He's had such a good camp and preseason that maybe we're getting two. But he's also the kind of guy who's going to make splash plays. I think interceptions, sacks, Need it. like kind of like a Mike Hilton, but playing safety type where he's just in the mix with big plays on a team everyone likes the Lions. So I went uh, Brian Branch, but history would say Anderson and Carter make a lot of sense. That's a nice guard throw. The homer in me really wanted to go with Will McDonald, uh, who got two votes in this exercise as well, but I, I managed to rein it in. That was really amazing. And you reined it in on Salah, too. I mean, this is a, again, the integrity is just shining. Anderson off. is the Sharks. favorite, by the way. The uh, Jalen Carter is the number two betting favorite. And then Christian Gonzalez, uh, the, the Patriot, is third. Tyree Wilson and Devin Witherspoon after that. Got it. Offensive rookie in the of the year. This is a runaway in terms of NFL media voting. 26 of the 26 plus 22. 26 of the 34 votes went to Bijan Robinson. Can't get too cute. However, he got however, cute. Danny I got, got a little cute. cute. Well, this makes sense, though. I got a little cute yeah. because what's the one thing that could take out Bijan Robinson? Quarterback. A quarterback. Yeah. And how about a quarterback that potentially throws for 3,000 and runs for 10 rocks? 10 rocks. Is that <laughs> is that how we're talking? Hey, that's how I talk over here. No? Um. I, I like that if you were going to pick one of the three quarterbacks, Richardson is actually longer odds in Vegas than Bryce Young. And I agree with you. He would be the most likely rookie quarterback to win rookie of the year because I think he could just put up 1,200 yards on the ground and be highlight worthy. Uh, CJ Stroud didn't even get a vote out of the 34 in our ballot. Yeah, I, I it's gonna be a tough team to be. I a, felt great about Bijan. I've been riding the Bijan as a top sure. three or four fantasy pick. I think he could lead the league in rushing or close to it. Uh, so I love Bijan Robinson. Did you happen to notice Jack and Harry Hansen's uh, yes. Bijan Robinson number one overall in our kids? Well, yeah, you had the eleventh pick and he fell that far. And like many of Jack and Harry quote unquote's pick, I was like, wow, this team has drafted. Um, Remarkably well. Incredibly well. Mm. Marauders. I would go as far to say the preseason favorites in this league from what I saw. When when they say, you know how they do the thing afterward where they do a draft recap where they predict your record? Right. I mean, I bet it was like 14 and one or some nonsense. I was just like, every time there was great picks, I looked up and it was old Jack and Harry. You know, these two things you need to know. How heavily they involved were you? Obviously heavily involved. I'll tell you a couple things. First of all, the projections, which are, Pretty bad. Something that we need to work yeah. on here. Um, have us finishing three and eleven. 
Wait, so, really? Yeah, but that whatever. I'm shocked because I really did think you're. But I also was terrific. In, I in my league of a uh, record, I once had a prediction of 0 and 13, and I won the league with. Okay, so yeah, they don't matter. So yeah, but uh, second of all, AI. if my sons were very, you know, my youngest is six years old. If I left it up to them, it would have been Aaron Rodgers' first pick. Yeah, Garrett Wilson's second pick. They would have tried to pick Sauce third pick, <laughs> and then they would have walked outside and played soccer. Okay. And like what? It, so I am there to help them. Okay. Uh, and and for instance, Aaron Rodgers coming off the board in round four is absurd, uh, when he should be there in round. But 10 it's and not in this league. league, which is which are mostly kids. Justin Fields went third overall or something. People are doing crazy picks. Um, I helped. But also, out. you turn your child into a football loving cyborg. I didn't turn him. He's, so like he, he has such more, much more knowledge. But he still made crazy picks. He got upset when I entered the room, though, and tried to help him. But I did help my daughter, Ellis. What would, did you? T- what was the I anecdote would, you told about your son a couple of shows ago? You remember it? About Walker, which is beautiful and cute. And I love it. But what does he do now? What's his new thing he does? He took what? That he took Brady and Mac Jones back to no, back. No, no, no. Second round. In terms round? of watching uh, highlights, oh, watching just, games. He turns on NFL Plus and and starts scrolling through old games. I don't know which story. That's beautiful. That, that, yeah. You created It's not yourself. even a company man. It's a he, company child. But he's just like that. And it. But it, it did make me proud. From year one to year two, he didn't want my help this year, and he did a much better job. I wouldn't That's great. say it was an adult job, uh, but much. My better. boys Anyways, aren't there yet. No. Alice wasn't either. I give her like an option of a handful of people, <laughs> and she picks it. So. All right. Wh- where were we there? Oh yeah. No idea. Uh, Sorry. Dad corner there. Zay Flowers got a vote. I think that was a nice that's little Jerry plus Ber- 16. That's Jeremy Bergman. That's a He's going outlier that's there. That's a like fun that. little plus like 1,600 vote. That's good. Jerry Bergman. Jerry Bergman. Is he going by that now? No, but you might want to think about it. Bijan is plus 275 uh, to get it. I like that one. So what does that mean? If you put down 100 bucks on Bijan, what do you make? You get 275. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that's a bad bet, though. Well, also, you're not allowed to. You you particularly would not. That's be, how I, I don't know. Yes, yeah. I don't do those yeah. things. But Greg seems plugged in. Well, we're just listing does. what we're listing on the website. That's got to be allowed. Defensive player of the year. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The number one vote getter is Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. You got 19 of the votes, including Boring. from Greg Rosenthal. Love uh, this. Mark Sessler went with. I was the lone individual in the entire organization that voted for Sauce Gardner. And I love it. God bless you, Charles. It has an absolute chance of happening if the Jets are on television 4,000 times and he has like three pick sixes and wins a game with a pick six. And he's sort of just Darrell Revis 2.0. He has been positioned as that type of star. And they never gave gave Darrell Defensive Player of the Year, which was an absolute travesty. But if he wins Defensive Rookie of the Year and then Defensive Player of the Year, year one, two, we're talking about a potential right. legend of the position. It is, it is a stretch. I think that I think it's a little bit tough. It's going to be tougher versus some of these TJ Watts and Parsons and Miles Garretts of the world. I am buying, and I think this is my favorite pick of all my picks in terms of like, look, even though he's the most likely guy, Parsons, he's still plus 450. And to me, I think he's got room to grow. We heard about it all offseason. I just think there's another gear for him to go, and he's already one of the best defensive players I've ever seen, so I love me some Micah Parsons this year. And I've always been a fan of of Miles Garrett and his upside, and he does deliver every season when he's healthy. But is this the year where he doesn't get slowed down by anything? And if that doesn't happen, 
and Mark, you've been watching him since day one yeah. closely. If he gets through a season where he doesn't get dinged up and slowed down, I think he's a guy who could break the sack record mm. um, by week seven. I think it also, like, so you did have Clowney there for a couple of years, but Zadarius Smith alongside him, um, that helps. I think it's like you can't ignore the other side of the ball. And there have been a couple seasons where he was sort of an island, the lone guy, and getting triple teamed and still getting numbers. Um, I do feel like there's a little bit of bias against the Browns in general. And I've, just through this whole exercise that we go into, Let's get to I, that. I, I, we'll get to that. I disagree. I disagree. Maybe not Miles Garrett, but the team. We'll get to it. Let's get to it. Um, offensive player of the year, Greg. Uh, did you sit out this year? I know you. I actually did it hate this. for the first time ever, and I even got a response from our editors uh, saying, "Wow, you did it this year." I did it for so the first time. So I, yeah, I actually difficult, really a difficult uh, employee. It's well, like, I mean, they're just, I. I have principles, and I stand by them until the one year I randomly don't. Uh, for the new <laughs> listeners, why don't you like Offensive Player of the Year? Because it's just like... As a concept. Because it used to... It's just like it should be the best quarter. It's just the same as MVP, because MVP is always offensive. It should be the same thing. It's like best picture, now best I've, director. I guess I've been convinced that it's just a nice way to honor someone else that's not a quarterback. A minor so tweak I've, would be make Offensive Player of the Year a non-quarterback award. Yes. Absolutely. There were a number of years. Manning was one year. There was uh, a Rodgers year where the quarterback swept the same guy, and that was when I would really was against it, but that hasn't been happening lately. That should not be allowed. I was a little surprised to see this, and the, the vote was split heavily on this one, so the leading vote-getter only got seven votes, and none of us here uh, did it, but Kevin Patra did. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I just, you know, he's just so, there's so many touches to go around there, and I know he's going to get plenty in San Francisco, but is he going to be able to stay healthy? Uh, you never know. Okay, so let's see. Where did I go? I went with Garrett Wilson. So there was my uh, my Jet fandom coming through, maybe, but not really, because Garrett Wilson, to me, and I don't need to get into this because I've said it before, but when you watch him, he's one of those guys. He just jumps off the screen, and when the ball's in his hands, mm. the, the, he's both smooth and violent in the way he runs, cuts, jukes, and uh, now you pair him with Aaron Rodgers, and the chemistry is absolutely there. I thought it was a nice little moment in Hard Knocks when they their last play together on the field, touchdown on a perfectly thrown Rodgers ball, and Rodgers went up to Garrett Wilson and said, first of many, bro. Mm. Aaron Rodgers knows he's special. That's yeah. good enough for me. If he stays healthy, I might have an onion hanger coming up when we do our sandwich props around Garrett Wilson. I'll hold it there. That was my pick. What did ball you guys gas? go with? I, uh, let's see. I went Jalen Hurts. Now I I'm with you. I kind of think if I could organize the awards a certain way, it wouldn't be. It would be quarterback. Did MVP. he win it last? Did he or Justin Jefferson win it last year? I think it Justin was Jefferson. Jefferson. It's interesting. They're both 2,500 in Vegas. According it, to it's just weird because like then why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be the MVP? Well, because there's someone else that very clearly could be the MVP. But and I, it, it shouldn't be two quarterbacks, but it is. So I there's on this list there is Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, sure. Lamar Jackson, Tua. Chase got the second most amount of votes in in Vegas. Chase and Jefferson and McCaffrey are the the top three most likely. I went totally wild. I went Chris Olave. Saw that. I mean, do I do I think this is gonna happen? I mean, probably not. But I just thought it would be nice to throw him in the mix as someone to keep an eye on, and that he would have a chance. I think he has a chance at like a fifteen sixteen hundred yard season. It's a bit of a long shot. Uh, I like it. Finally. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think Alave was basically Garrett Wilson South last year. Like mm-hmm. Guy that was just different and special right away. Most valuable player. All right. So in this category, 
Mark, you and I both went with the great Mahomes. Yeah. I went with Mahomes because, you know, these MVP awards, you see it. They are not afraid to go on runs with guys, the voters. They are okay with that. Um, Brett Favre, I believe, won three in a row. Uh, We've seen um, other players. Manning won multiples. Um, Players go on streaks. Brady, I believe, did it back-to-back, right, at some point? No. Did he never do back to back? He was quite, yeah, his three were pretty far apart. Uh, let me look this data up. But I, I thought he, if there's anybody. Manning got a couple in a row. If there's anybody who the the academy, as it were, uh, would be willing to continue to reward excellence, it's this guy who's the face of the NFL. So I feel good knowing that Mahomes, once again, is going to put up monster numbers for the, the best team in football, the Super Bowl champs. That's my vote. Easy, but. I think he is the he just in in the flesh he is and it is you're right it is the one category where it's like we don't have to come up with a different name every year like coach of the year and all these other ones like it's just Mahomes and I it it would be an upset to me if any of these other names mm. uh, won but Greg you you went well else. last year I nailed that MVP by choosing Mahomes and I'm honking about it right now and not that many people were picking Mahomes last year so you got you don't want to be a year late. So I uh, I moved to uh, my guy in the division, Justin Herbert. So this is the year that go. he's unleashed. Kellen Moore going down the field. Great offensive line. Great weapons. I really do think he's got a chance for a 5,000-yard insane statistical season. And uh, he's not one of the bigger – you know, he's like the fourth or fifth favorite in Vegas. So I'm not totally uh, coming out of left field. But I went Justin Herbert. Okay. And my long shot, we talked about it earlier or last week, uh, Trevor Lawrence is a long shot I kind of like. I don't know if – did he get any votes? No, from not one. A little surprised by right, that. In, in Vegas, he's only the sixth, uh, sixth or seventh uh, most likely, which is not too low on the list. Here is uh, just for you history buffs out there. Joe Montana went back-to-back 89-90. Favre went back-to-back-to-back 95-96. There you go. Seven. That's insane. Hello, Larry. Uh, Let's see. Kurt Warner won two out of three. Doesn't count. Peyton Manning went back-to-back. 03, he shared it with McNair and then won on his own in 04. And then Manning won it again back-to-back. Wow. (laughs) 08 and 09. Uh, And then it kind of bounced around a little bit until... Aaron Rodgers went back to back in 20 and 21. So there is history. And Mahomes has never gone back to back, even though he's won it twice. So if anybody, if you were to set odds on like who's a guy that's going to have at least one stretch in his career where he wins back to back, come on. Come on. It's absolutely. It's Pat. Bad sketch. How did um, a movie? We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. I like Julia Sweeney. Fine. She was Good actress. Good comedian. Comedic actress. A funny woman, they'd say. That was a big misstep by old Lauren Michaels. Venerable SNL. Say the least. For kids out there, It's Pat was a popular sketch on the show Saturday Night Live in the late 90s. Early 90s. Early 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe even mid. Okay, so there you go. That is all the award predictions. Uh, When we get back, season predictions, including our Super Bowl picks. Tease. We'll be right back. Oh, but before we do, reminder. ATN plus NFL plus new shows every Monday and Thursday. The Monday show, it's our game of the week where we dive in, watch it again together, share thoughts, insights, all sorts of good stuff. 
It's like what you're watching Game Pass. You're going through the games because you enjoy watching the games again. And then you're like, oh, I'm not going to rewatch that game on Game Pass, which is also on NFL Plus, because I'm going to watch the heroes talk about it yep. on hey. NFL Plus. A lot of rules, a <laughs> lot of guidelines, but I think you want to follow these ones. Yes. If, you're a, if you're a fanatic of the game. Yes. You do what Greg just said, that seven or eight things he told you to do. You go do that. <laughs> well said, Mark. And on Thursday, uh, it's going to be our uh, Dreamatorium show. Lots of classic war horses of our show, favorite segments, and new ones, uh, in addition to a fan uh, outreach where we ask you, the fans, to deliver us, ATN, your most creative video submissions. Send them to ATN. Fan of the week at gmail.com. If it's funny, if it's incisive, if it's weird, mm. give it to us. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, we're back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now it gets real. Because, you know, winning awards, Mark, that's that's an individual triumph. Yeah, that would be focused on self. But the, the idea in the end is for the team collectively to be hoisting that Lombardi trophy. Uh, so let's talk about what really matters, success of the teams. We're going to go through the divisions, um, pick the division winners, also share our wild card picks, um, and then we'll get to the postseason. But let's start in the AFC. 
And let's do it. Let's start in the AFC East. Um, Mark, who do you got coming out of this division as the champ? This was the toughest division for me to sort through. I spent probably 18 to 20 seconds on this one. Um, I went Bills. Good well, delivery. no, when you're filling this thing out, you're kind of just, you've been delivery. thinking about this for months. Yeah. Just bang through these. It's, there's two ways to look at it. You could labor over it. Right. Or you're right. After all the kind of conversations. Gut instinct. What I feel like I've been thinking about it. You think about it all off season, but I also had to contact the editors to change my answers multiple times. Oh, you are, Greg. I don't know what, like what, it's the, you know. <laughs> what did you go with, Greg? Uh, I went with the Bills. This one I didn't. From what? What did you change it from? No, this division I didn't. Okay. Change. I mean, there were a couple other choices. It was the NFC wild card situation. I kept going back and forth. We'll get to that. Uh, I, I felt good. I mean, I, I led my over-unders with the Bills. or I didn't lead it, but they were one of my picks of the overs. I just feel like they are one of the three or four best teams in the NFL still until I am shown otherwise. Taking them over your Jets. A lot of people took the Jets, though. That worry you, Dan? Um, More than ever in this exercise, took the Jets. I would I would gamble. So t- I think it was. Uh, well, if you go all the way back to peak Rex, era, I don't think they yeah. had many people doing this back then. Yeah, but even, even then, did they have them going over the Patriots? Maybe that one year there was a lot of maybe hype one into it. Two thousand twelve uh, votes for the Jets and twenty for the Bills. That sounds about right in terms of. I'm surprised the Dolphins only got two. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, stunner. I went with the Jets. Uh, Patra and Shook went Dolphins. Yeah, and that's that's okay too because I, I see the Jets. Uh, who are plus two fifty? By the way, Dolphins plus three hundred. You Bills could plus one twenty. You can make a case for either of those teams if, if things break the right way, and then the Bills come down just a little bit. Uh, it's very interesting. And by the way, no votes for your darling Patriots, Greggy. Uh, but uh, here's the good news: someone that we respect very much, uh, a former colleague, did pick the Patriots to win the division. Connor Orr. And he was met with furious blowback in the industry. Let's listen in. Welcome back to a very recognizable show. Check in on Sports Illustrated's Connor Orr, who predicted every game on the schedule and has, (laughs) what do you know, the Patriots winning the AFC East. What? (laughs) I do wonder whether upon the return of Bill O'Brien, the Patriots will assume that same kind of automatic competency. I like that. I like that a lot. That defined the majority. I would add large majority. Really? I would add almost all. Vast majority? Vast majority is even better. Of the Bill Belichick era. Brew, I didn't even write a question here. I was just going to pontificate. But do you have any issues with this? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Connor Orr does good work, but this is ridiculous. This is absolute foolishness. First things first, FS1. that's got to be a drop. <laughs> Who's the gentleman, by the way? That was uh, Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard. I, I do love how he prefaced it with Connor Orr usually does good work. <laughs> I don't know why. That's a good way to like when you absolutely yeah. hate the take but don't want to like come off as a jerk. That was kind of a pro move. I love you, Connor. I, you did it. Uh, and I, I think it could be a fun, spicy one. They're plus 800 to win the division. So it's a little crazy. But the craziest thing, and we might I'm just going to mention it now while we're talking pages because we're not going to revisit it. They're not in any of our wild card picks. They were in any of the 36 respondents' wild card picks. Oh, for for these Patriots, and I can't hate on it because I didn't pick them either. I don't think it's that surprising. Uh, but I I do like a little Patriots lighting in the weed season. Well, all right, that's fine. But like this is why I was surprised that I'm the only one that feels that Belichick's safer than. Perhaps you guys do just because 
the team's not that great, and the division seems to be yeah, very he good. He is the team. If they're not great, he is the most like, responsible person. They, for he it. could coach this team up, and they could go seven and ten. And it's not because he's bad at what he does; it's because. Think about it. Wait, hold on. Though he's as a general manager, you'd have to say this overall roster is lacking. I, I, I think it's average. But that's it's a very average team. I think it's average. Yeah, I don't think it's just not great. No, but I think it's. But he's great. But this is doesn't he get the benefit of the doubt? The reason we're talking about Belichick this year, particularly, it's relative to all the other seasons where he was as safe as any coach in any sport. I should have put them. It's now Kraft has talked about this team this season, the Bill Belichick experience, the Matt Patricia experience, in a bit of a different way than we've ever heard him talk about Belichick, and I think. You know, these marriages come to a conclusion at times. This is a different feel. You have to say that, Dan, right, than in past years with Belichick. I, I like the Of course. It's a different era now. So that's why we They're not special it. anymore. I, they're not, and yet um, I should have, you know, I'm not showing my belief because I didn't put them as a wild card or anything. There's just so many good teams in the AFC. But I am honestly optimistic that they can surprise teams winning with the defensive uh, personnel that they have and a and a much more efficient offense. I it just would not surprise me at all if they beat one of the end up ahead of one of these AFC East teams, the Jets or the Dolphins specifically, that end up being a disappointment. Well, one of these teams will probably lose their quarterback for the year. It's like I think I see the Patriots like winning eight games. They're not a disaster. I, when I say win. that, I I think they have a chance to win ten games this year. I, I but I did not say it with my chest because they else said they. I I am with you. I thought that last year, but I underestimated the the Patricia disaster of it all. I I think they're always lying in the weeds in that sense. And guess what? Bill Belichick's going to win Coach of the Year if they win ten games this year. Mm. I was nobody. He's never won. Chance, I right? was very down on them last year. This year, I feel I feel better. I feel better. All right, saucy. More on some of these teams in a bit. AFC North. Uh, I, Greg. Mark just checked his, his clock. Uh-oh. I mean, there's also no, I had a, a, thing a show clock up my... function in the no, corner. A little th- a little, just like Siri started talking to you, a little thing showed okay. up on my on my watch. So I looked at it. Greg and I both went with the uh, defending champs, the Cincinnati Bengals. As I said last week, no team has ever won this division Three years in a row. The Bengals are looking to do it. Think they will. Uh, but that's not, that doesn't mean, oh, look, old Zeuser got the blurb in this one. They came to me for the blurb. I love that. Don't remember writing it. <laughs> Why Dan Hansis <laughs> chose the Bengals. The clock is ticking for the offensive core that surrounds Joe Burrow after back-to-back seasons of great success that fell just short. With urgency and an all-time high, Cincinnati balanced, battle-tested, and led by a true difference-maker quarterback will defend its division crown in a rugged AFC. Rugged. Court. Rugged. Nice graph. Where did you? Uh, you don't recall writing that? I knocked it out yesterday. I do remember. All right. Just Tough schedule, but uh, I, I think if I had to just choose one team, you know, just the the Bengals to me feel like the safest, even even more than the Chiefs. I really feel good about the Bengals coming into this year. What's not to like? Yeah, the division and the schedule. I guess. Yeah, or just some, you know, but some specifically, ye- what's not to like about this team? Like, remember they won. They were steaming. They won 10 in a row uh, last year. Um, once they figured things out and Burrow got healthy, I, I think it's going to be a very similar vibe. But I think they're going to roll. Burrow has, you know, MVP vibes. I think they just got to protect against like another slow start. I mean, the Burrow calf thing, eh, 
uh, kind of like freaks me a little bit, but he's practicing. Maybe he's fine as long as they manage that correctly. And you, you took the Steelers. You're in so well, deep with the Steelers now that you almost have no other choice. I, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't do this as a, a trick or a folly. Like I think they're going to win the division. Well, you're one of four people out of 34 voters. I think actually eight, eight in the last couple the weeks. Yeah. In the last couple weeks, I'm starting to hear so much. I think the Steelers thing is becoming the vast opposite of original because it's everyone's starting to pile on and feel the Steelers people fever. People put too much into the preseason. It's true. Well, people also, are so on wait, fire because I also of put five this into drives. It. Mike Tomlin with bad Steelers teams or down Steelers teams still pulls off nine wins. This is a better version of the Steelers than we've seen in a long time. Totally agree. They didn't have TJ Watt for most of last season. I think their quarterback, like I do put into the preseason the way that Kenny Pickett threw the ball and looked. Okay. Well, that's a great point, Mark. It's just, it's, I feel like it's a runaway train now that because they it's were a, efficient it, on some preseason drives against it has vanilla four defenses votes. of backups. Yeah, that's, that's not, not, I wouldn't call it a runaway, tra- right. runaway toy train. In the end, toy they still track. got half the votes that the Ravens got. Who the got. Ravens getting maybe eight, I, the Maybe Ravens I'm talking about twice you. Twice as maybe, much as absurd. What about the, the Sessler curse, though? That, that was very real last year. You took down multiple teams. Well, in, that's a deep gruesome state. Fast that's absolute, fast. like, you know, that's psychological warfare. Like, if I'm a Steelers fan, I am furious by how excited you are about this. It's a little uncanny. And how about this? Look, how about this, Greg? If I had that power, I'd leave the league and start, go, I'd build a house in the desert. How about this? Greg, the or Mark, the ex-Browns fan, gassing yes. up the yes. Steelers. Gaslighting. In a reverse <laughs> jinx for the ages. I'm not gaslighting. Gaslighting. And those are hard air quotes for the listeners <laughs> for Mark, the ex-Browns fan. Well, what, what if I had to pick some team? Reverse in jinx, yes or no? No. Yeah, well, hold on. It, whatever team I pick in this division is a former hated foe. So true. you've been down on the Ravens, and you didn't pick the fast. Browns, and nobody picked the Browns. So that's not what a saying. single voter I, it thinks the Browns with Deshaun Watson could win this division. Okay, so division's fine, but even we'll dig in later. It's like they just were largely ignored. I find that I think but there's got to be something. Us. The, yeah, but I don't think they're making the playoffs. So okay, no problem. Uh, division's AFC, a, a pretty AFC high is bar. deep, 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 deep. AFC South not so deep no. comparatively. Uh, but 31 votes for the Jaguars. Uh, Greg is a special little boy, so he said the Titans. <laughs> I mean, why aren't you a special little boy when you've been making some of your out of left Because, w- w- as I've said, that you do not like the Jaguars. Well, I do, think there's, I do think there's opportunity here. The Jaguars are a heavier favorite to win their division than I believe any team is in the entire NFL. I guess they're the same as the Chiefs. To win to win their division, that's too much to me. And I, why is that though? Because because the, the view of the Titans is so low, and then rightfully it's low of the Colts and Texans. So it's about the rest of the division. But to me, the gap between the Titans and the Jaguars, in all respects, is not that big. I don't think it's big coaching. I would actually take the Titans. I think the defense is really loaded, and I I think Tannehill and Hopkins. We'll see. But I think the Titans are kind of the poor man Steelers. Whereas like even in their worst season, like last year, they still find a way to get seven. I think they get to nine or 10. And I think that might be enough. I think, I think what we're seeing here with the, with just three votes, including yours is that the Titans have been probably prematurely, totally written off. Uh, there's a couple reasons for it. I mean, they didn't fix some of their own problems. I, we've talked about the line. Their, their wide receiver situation is really variable. We don't know what we're going to get with Ryan Tannehill or any quarterback behind him. Um, but the things you mentioned are consistent and real. I am a special little boy. My mama. My you mom are a special me. little boy. It's Does she still call insult. you and tell you that? I, mean, I know I she listens to the show, so maybe she'll give you a call. And I don't say know if she has been lately. I don't know if she actually used those words, but that's the feeling she left me with, yes. 
I think um, it's a good feeling. I think the window closed. Great mom. on this Titans team, and now they're in transition. And uh, because the reason <laughs> the reason why I'm not feeling good about banging the under on six and a half or whatever seven and a half is because of the reasons why what you're saying, Greg. I actually I think your take is fair that there might not be as big a gap between the Jags and Titans for this to vote, for instance, to be that crazy 31 to three on NFL media. I hear you on that. But one team does have a potential generational quarterback entering year three, really year two in Trevor Lawrence. And one has Ryan Tannehill, a 30 year old running back who's going to the hall of fame, right? Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who's aging and brittle at this stage playing behind a bad offensive line. All fair. They got the tickle monsters on the defensive line. Don't All get fair. me wrong. And I'm usually an offense is what I pick. And they are the offense is the Jaguars. They are a great looking offense. I hear you. All right. AFC West. Uh, 32 votes. You are a special little yeah, boy. Greg, Greg. Does it again. 32 votes, including Hansis and Rosen. Hansis and Sessler go with the defending champion Chiefs. And it is the bolts, according to Greg. Now you don't. You obviously don't actually believe this. Of this course is just I do. Getting a little shine on the Chargers. Maybe you'll get some tickets down the line. Maybe well, that would be Daniel nice. Jeremiah and Matt Money Smith reach out to you and say, "Hey, man, good job on that pick. Uh, here, come by <laughs> really my like seaside estate, hang out for the weekend in the off season." There's definitely some you motivating are, factors behind the scenes. You right? have because you have flipped off your internal PR campaign with the Rams, and you've picked up the Chargers, Greg. This is extremely Machiavellian. This is none of that is true, but it is absolutely. You, know, you don't believe it. as a vet. I do believe it. Tell me why the Chiefs are the as best a, team in this as division. As a veteran takesman, though, I think you are hitting on something. Last year, you you pick you pick one special team that you really believe has a chance to do something special. For me, that was the Eagles, and you ride that. Right. Who's that special team this year? I mean, we'll get to the Super Bowl predictions and whatnot, but for me, it's the Chargers. And I for do, like the seventh time in the last nine years, it's the Chargers. Sure, but it wasn't last year. I I, I think this is going to be their year. I think their offense is going to be unlocked. I think year three of Staley gets better. I think the Chiefs and the Chargers in this division. You know, I think this division's easier than than the North and the East. I think they both have a chance to rack up 12, 13 wins. Maybe there's a little hangover effect uh, from the Chiefs. I don't know. They've been so good for so long, it's hard to discount them. But I think the Chargers have a better chance to be like a top five team in the NFL than anyone's given them credit for. I, I love what I see. I, I know it's on paper. I know it's the offensive line. But I think they got the quarterback. They got the line. I'm rolling Chargers this year. One thing. That you see one of the keys with Francesca, you have to have a bunch of pregnant pauses. <laughs> no, I talk too fast. One that. thing that you're missing here. Okay. You're missing the fact that the charges always find a way. <laughs> and so does Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Back after this. That's pretty good. It's got to end at some point, you know. So you got the blooper. Even, 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 uh, even Belichick and Brady would Rex, have like, years. I don't care. I'm just gonna up. keep rolling through verbally. <laughs> the blurb selected. The man selected to write the blurb How for the AFC these? West. Uh, skill. Mark I Sessler. So. I think they're check- right. checking to see if I was still awake. Uh, I wrote what fact. Whisper or iota of gossip suggests the Chiefs are about to be stopped. Andy Reid 
and Patrick Mahomes will chop through a top-heavy AFC and route to another conference title game, and they won't stop there. So he went even further. He went. He t- went too far, actually. Actually, yeah. They, yeah once again, spoiling. That's, it, that's, what are we spoiling? That's like, more uh, the. That's more the explanation for when you pick your Super Bowl teams. This was just AFC West, but yes. Guess who will do what they want? <laughs> All right, so uh, let's now go to our wild card picks. Okay. Um, this is fun. All right, so I'm trying to think what's the best way to do this because this is a little hard. Why don't we just each say our three right, wild card yeah. teams? Go ahead, Greg. Okay, so my wild card teams in the AFC uh, in order. Now, since I put the Chiefs uh, not winning the division, and in my vision, Chiefs and Chargers both win 12 or 13 games, something like that. So the Chiefs are my number one wild card team. Uh, I included the Ravens as my second wild card team. I do think their ceiling is extra high and I think the offense is going to be special. And uh I as my third wild card team, why am I forgetting right now? You've I got the Jets. Uh, I put the Jets. I do Hey-o. I wanted to I kind of wanted to hate on the Jets, but I just don't believe it. I believe that they're going to be good enough on both sides of the ball. So they they got in. Okay. All right. I've got the Bengals as the first wild card team. Um there's no like Disdain for the Bengals on any level. I think they're just going to get nicked by the Steelers. Chargers, second. Um, believe a lot of what you said, Greg. Um, and Jets, third. So we have, we're pretty chalky here. Even though I switched my teams around, they weren't crazy teams. All right. What about um, you, Um I have, because I picked the Jets to win the East, but I still like the Bills a lot. Okay, so I have them as my first wild card. I have the Browns as my second wild Ooh. card. I And I'm one of the only people in the entire media group to yeah. even... I uh, think they have a chance to even play January football. Only, only four people put them into the playoffs out of 36. Wow. Or and I do have um, three teams coming out of the AFC North. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers as the third wild card team. So that means that I, I don't see the Dolphins mm. or the Chargers um, getting that spot. And I uh, feel pretty good about it. I think we were all sensible. I like... The Browns got some representation. I'm not in on it, but it seems to me they should be represented. It's interesting. None of us put the Dolphins in the playoffs. And it's funny because if we had taped this podcast in May, the Dolphins very well might have been my chargers that I just would have put it all. I was all into the Dolphins back then. And for some reason, by the time we got to the season, it just feels like there's nine or ten really good AFC teams, and the Dolphins, after a bad August, got left out. Maybe I'm overrating August. But I think I think they're getting dinged because of this of the injuries in the past couple weeks in general. It's like, I, I who do I trust more though? The Bills, the Jets, or the Dolphins? I right. trust the Jets more than the Dolphins. I just feel like they're on a little more stable ground. Who do I trust more? I trust Harbaugh and Lamar, you know, and and I and I, I maybe I'm crazy, but I trust the Chargers too. All right, um, NFC. Let's move over there now. Uh, the NFC East. Uh, nobody put the Patriots in. How dare they? Nobody. Including Justin. Uh, let's see. Mark Sessler, you have the Eagles defending their division. So do you, Greg Rosenthal. I was among 10 voters out of 34 to pick the Dallas Cowboys, and I, I think it's not crazy Um to think that the Cowboys can come up just a little bit and the Eagles come down a little bit. I think this is going to be a great division race. I think this is one of those who's who are they are they playing each other week 18. I hope they are. You always play your Let's own take a look. division mate uh, because that would be incredible theater if that's the case. And and they're not heavy, heavy favorites. Uh, the Eagles, they're minus 125 and the 
Cowboys are plus 165. So not like a crazy gap, kind of similar to the 24 to 10 votes gap. But yeah, I'm, I stuck with the Eagles. What do we got, Roberts? What's the week 18 Cowboys schedule? Eagles have the Giants in week ah, bummer. 18. What are they doing? They've there? got they've got the Cowboys on Sunday night in week 14 and uh, week. Cowboys have so. Commanders week 18. Nice timer, sweet, perfect. Okay, <laughs> Greg, you did you picked Who's the Eagles sleeping back there, and you got the blurb on NFL.com. I mean, they know we're uh, we're top shelf writers here, and they go to us in big spots. Why uh, Greg Rosenthal chose the Eagles? Colon go. The Eagles have the best combination of offensive and defensive lines in football. Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. Let's not overcomplicate things here. Greg's like, I'm getting out of this assignment in about four and a half minutes. Tops. <laughs> I mean, less than uh, that. That's for sure. A minute and a half. About 40 seconds. Uh, all right. You're like texting while driving and sending that in. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, why, why do we got to even explain it? Look at this team. No, not a single right. vote for the Giants or the Commanders. Let's move to the NFC North, 20 votes for the Detroit Lions. So we are gassing up those Lions. Not all of us, though. Rosenthal's gassing them. Sassy is gassing them. Oh, here comes the With special. authority. Here comes I the special am a boy. special little boy because I am among the group of people. I thought I picked the Vikings, but I didn't. I picked the Packers, apparently. <laughs> How about that? That surprises me. Um, but, yeah, I, I said it on our last show that – I know everything kind of checks out for the Lions here. Certainly it feels like it's their quote-unquote time. But why do I think the Vikings and or the Packers, not so much the Bears, not yet anyway, uh, but certainly even possible the Bears, if everything broke the right way, come out of this as the division Hmm. champ. I just don't like all the expectations on a Lions team that still has, I know, it's Jared Goff at quarterback. The offense played over its head a little bit potentially last year. I'm happy Ben Johnson's back there. But perhaps, just perhaps, the Lions aren't as good as we want them to be. I think it's, a, you know, exactly. We haven't seen it. And, and the Lions are certainly the kind of team where just historically, like, I've attached myself to their caravan before and it's gone right off the side of a mountain. Um, but you stuck with them. And, you know, I've given you some grief and you stuck with them. You I picked do. them. So I appreciate that. I think that I think they have the the potential to be the best team in a very confusing division. I think this is a, this is is a, a tough one to pick. Division. It's not a good sign for the Bears that their only two votes uh, were from Bears fans. Ali Bunpuri and Adam Rank. You know, you know, when they only get it from the, the fans. <laughs> and I have noticed the odds have changed. Uh, four months ago, the Packers were behind the Bears in terms of odds. And people have been kind of appreciating the Packers' chances more and more. Although the Vikings, despite uh, not getting many votes and not getting much love from us, they're actually the second favorite in this division over in Vegas. Interesting. That means a lot of people in Chicago are gassing them up. No, the the Vikings are the the second favorite. None of us gave them love, but uh, the Vikings are still the second favorite Packers. Sorry, I was communicating with our producer. You know, yeah. um, I I regret the error. You're multitasking, and I think everyone would forgive you if they understood the weight of your task. I'm sure there's a lot of Chicago fans that are also, quote-unquote, gassing up the Bears. Mark and I are on the same page with a lot of these teams. I like that. You guys are on the same page on a lot of things in life, I find like. All right, NFC South. Now, (laughs) let's get into it. Let's get hot. Let's get really let's let's zero in on a team that we could all finally agree on. Have we had one division winner where we're all on the same side? Has it happened yet? 
I don't think it no, has. No, because of Greg, essentially. With How the about the Chiefs Saints? Division. I mean, of course we're going to get it with the Saints. Here we go. Hansis has them winning the division. <laughs> That's it. Because you got, oh, God, the Falcons gas-up crew here. No, Rosa you Ball went AWOL. You, you did the wrong Cause thing. Because I ain't gassing up the Desmond Ritter team. So the Saints are the favorite. They're plus 105. They got 20 votes. Falcons plus 190. A little longer than I would expect. 12 votes, uh, including Rosenthal, Sessler. Uh, maybe I, maybe that gives you a little insight why I feel like I'm taking crazy pills in the studio well, every single week. It's not that big Because you guys speak about them like they could go 20 and 0. No, well, they're, they're I, the second favorite in the division. And they have a great... I, it's somehow bigger than just like looking at the depth chart for me, for them. It's just a feeling of their organization that they're on the right path. Yeah, I think this is this is a... Low octane division. Um, if someone stays healthy and has a, des- a desire to absolutely take the top off of every other three houses in the division, that's what the Falcons are going to do. They're going to beat you up, Dan. And I, I, I get your exhaustion, but I think once you start to see them in the flesh, you're going to understand where we're coming from. Here's the from. thing that's annoying to me the most, that I actually like what they're doing as well. And I, I was on that early in the spring. I was sharing that sentiment with you. Like, I Congrats. think there are things here. <laughs> you guys were you guys were premature in the first two years. You were wrong. And no, I was no, right. No. Hold on. That's yes. incorrect. No, you guys are gassing them up for we two years under fun. Arthur Smith. Yeah. Wait a minute. We were saying that they were they were overachieving to some degree. Like they won more games. That's than rewriting history. Absolutely not. Go okay. back and listen to any of those episodes. And now it now in year three of the program, I actually think they can matter instead of this cute little game you guys have been playing with the Falcons for years, I can't do it anymore because you guys are gassing them up so much that I have to pull back okay. and bring some sanity to this okay, room. Okay, great. You know, congratulations. The, the Saints are the favorites. <laughs> They're actually a pretty big gap between them and the Falcons. And then oh, a huge gap to the Panthers and then the Bucks who are even further back. I figured it's so out, hard to be me. No, no. I figured out why Dan has <laughs> yeah, always let's, let's hated hear. the Falcons. Let's hear yeah, I'd love to hear this. Okay. This is going to be brilliant. And let me take you back. Clinical psychologist Greg Rosenthal. <laughs> you do? Let me take you back yeah. to London, October twenty twenty one. A young Dan Hansis is on the sidelines watching his oh, this little so boy, off. his little boy that will lead him. <laughs> the hope, Zach Wilson. Oh yeah, we finally found our quarterback, Zach Wilson, and he's going up against a moribund Falcons team who came into that game not looking too good. And he's on the side, and there's these big hulking men and this handsome young quarterback. Oh, this is the guy that's going to finally lead us into the future. And you know who comes out of that game? With a big win, pretty convincing, the Atlanta Falcons. And ever since then, he's held it against them. How about you go find the tape of me being sold on Zach Wilson on this podcast? (laughs) Well, you had a T-shirt about him, didn't you? Yeah, Zach is good or something. um, If you guys understand uh, that I have a sense of humor, yes, I did have that shirt. (laughs) We've really gotten under your skin in the last 10 to 12 minutes. You have. I have been exceedingly patient. What with it, you what? bozos about the Falcons for years, and I just can't do it anymore. Start the games. I love it. Start the games. Let's get to the NFC West. Wait, I think we all agree. I think we got one. Finally, the San Francisco 49ers. We're all in lockstep. Man, Greg, I thought you were going to go Seattle here. No, I didn't, I didn't believe it in my heart. 30 votes NFL media for the Niners. Just two, uh, four votes, excuse me, for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I mean, yeah. Talk, you know, talk about trying too hard. The Niners just seem. Now, I want to. I want Nick Bosa on the field, but even even with that up in the air, I feel confident about this one. Well, just the way that, like last year, these two teams mostly intact and similar to today. 
San Francisco just seemed to completely solve Seattle. And the fact that the Rams are a totally unknown situation, the Cardinals aren't even trying, uh, it makes it then a Seahawks versus Niners. And who's going to, unless you're a Seahawks fan, really feel like they're the better team right now. Right. I, I think the Seahawks could be significantly more complete as a team and they could even win more games. They won nine last year. I think they could win 10 or 11. And I still think that's not going to be enough in, in this division. It's just a belief in the 49ers. It's not a discounting of the Seahawks for me. All right, let's look at our wild card picks. And yes, I have the Cowboys winning the NFC East, but it doesn't mean the Eagles are a flop this season. In fact, I think they're going to be very good again, which means they're going to get the first wild card mm. in the NFC. See, I, I didn't go there. I like to have my cake and I eat it too, Dan. Chomp, chomp, chomp. So I'm still high on those Seahawks. I make them my number one NFC wild card team, and I see a nice little name next to me. Well, I'm getting used I, to it. I picked Ooh. the Seahawks too, and I filed this before Greg. So kissing corner. Well, I wouldn't know what you filed. <laughs> kissing corner. Cousin, kissing cousins. What is it? The cousins. Kissing corner? cousins. That was Wh- when that Wes was you and, and Wes. Wes and I both were pro Kirk Cousins for a bit. Wild card two. I have the Seahawks, so I feel good about the Seahawks as well. Uh, not in the class of the San Francisco 49ers, but you know, ten wins. What do you got, Greg? I mean, this is almost getting scary. I, yep. I mentioned on our last show, actually, they were on the NFC. At, at first, I left the Cowboys in the out of the playoffs. And this is where the emails started coming back. Forward. I had them in. I had them out. <laughs> I had them in. I was just it was stupid. I was trying to be too takey. Like, there's no reason not to believe that the Cowboys Who? are going to win Cowboys. a lot of games. Yeah, I got the Cowboys, too. We have the exact same again. You guys are basic. What, what do you on. mean? I mean, you're lockstep on everything. I mean, but, yeah, just as a weird I think we figured out how, how to about really for yourself? you. What? Like, so I should pick the Cowboys not in the playoffs? Give me a Here, I, we're going to disagree on this third yeah, the wild third, card the third I need you guys to crazy. disagree on something. I have the Falcons in the playoffs twice now. I picked the Falcons as a wild card and a division. That's not so. true. That's wild not card true. three. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I surprised myself here. I, I did put the Lions in the playoffs. I have them oh. in the third wild card. Okay, so we, there's a lot of agreement. There are not too many crazy teams here. But I'm putting the old commandos. I, I kind of mentioned people. it <laughs> earlier. Rivera. I think that line, that defensive line, I think Howell's going to be fun. I just think they're going to have a great spirit about them and, and find their way to 10 wins. They managed to win seven or eight games with Rivera these last three years, despite a lot of trouble. So I think they get that third wild card spot, keep his job. I don't think that's crazy. I went Giants. I, I guess one thing that uh, this isn't the same level of annoyance as you feel about the yes. Falcons, but this everyone just looking at last year's Giants season, and I get it. Uh, maybe inflated win total there. No problem. But, like, are they really well coached? Do they have some pieces? Um, have they added some pieces? Do they have a really a defensive coordinator I love? Do I love Brian Dable? Like, Giants are my third team. I'm glad you represented the G-men. Uh, yeah. Who's to say they can't be building off last year? Why does it have to be... You know, they, they're cooked and Daniel Jones stinks. That's, that's just negative talk. So there's there's so many teams that got the multiple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many teams, including the G-Men, that got multiple votes for that last wild card spot. It was really split. But actually, the team that got the most that would get the, in theory, consensus seventh spot was the Vikings uh, among the voters. That's actually, I thought, what I had. I had emailed in because I do have this weird feeling about the Vikings being mm. better than people think because everyone kind of like the Giants and they were similar in that they were both kind of uh, very fortunate in one score games in a way you don't usually see. Um, but yeah, I think the Lions are a better team but probably at this point. Saints got seven total points. Packers six. Bears uh, 
got four uh, people voting for them for the last spot. And, and yes, that uh, Rams employee, MJD, is one of two people to put the Rams in. The Saints are the team yep. that I had in multiple different versions of this and kept taking in and out, in and out, in and out. So do you have the Cowboys? I have the Saints out. None of us have the Saints in, and Saints – Twitter is going to come after us because they're so high. I have the Saints winning the NFC. I don't even check Twitter, so find me in a different mailbox. So you have? Do you have the Cowboys in third place or last place? Second, second. (laughs) No, I had them at second. My second wild card. Oh, they are the second wild card. Commanders. Okay, Commanders are in the playoffs as third place. I mean, if MJD's vision here, maybe some sort of (laughs) mushroom vision, uh, comes true in the Rams or in the playoffs, like that would be one of the weirder stories after this offseason. Well, it is. It reminds me of the year coming off Baker's uh, good year in Cleveland that there was like four Browns fans who all picked them to make the Super Bowl or AFC Championship, and you were one of them. Joe Thomas, the Freddie Kitchens era, them as well. Yes. Um, I won't make fun of that because we're not done with this episode yet. Um. If if you have the oh, Cowboys, yeah. we gotta go. The Eagles and the Commanders on the playoffs. What do you have the Giants at one and sixteen, two and fifteen, Greg? This year, and it's almost like in a little bit of an agenda there. A little I bit. don't feel good about my Giants over under under that I put out there. I really don't. I regret it, and because I got bleeped out with my one of my other oh, right. over unders. But guess what? Forty six. 42, 46. Oh, that's Greg's inner monologue. 46, 42. Go ahead. 46. What is that? Uh, the two of the best years of my life. Uh, 42 has already happened. 46 is coming. <laughs> yes, I don't that's know. That's what it is. I don't know. Go ahead. Um, are we doing Super Bowl picks? Can I go to them? Because I know you tried to bleep me out here with the Chargers over under, but now we know we're going over because we're putting them in the Super Bowl. Let's go, Bolts. I'm going to have them lose, though, to the Eagles. I'm sticking with the Eagles. So the Eagles, I'm sticking with them. But they they win over the Chargers. Finally, in the end, someone takes down Justin Herbert. But Eagles, Chargers, two next-gen quarterbacks on the biggest of stages in Vegas. Walker Rosenthal will be watching. Wow. Hopefully. The, The Los Angeles Chargers in the Super Bowl. I think they're that talented. I think they are a top... What a story that would be going from blowing a 27 nothing wild card playoff lead Let's go. and losing. Yes. Having what many people believe to be a coach that's in and over his head. Yes. And then to turn it all around. Let's go. And I go all the way to the Super team, Bowl. Like a, a way back when there was a team that had a magnificent regular season and were completely upset and stunned by the Jaguars in the playoffs. The late '90s Broncos. They came back around mm. under Mike Shanahan the next year, devastated the league, and won the Super Bowl. Is he gonna do it? I'm gonna lock. Wait, uh, I'm not picking the Chargers to do anything close oh, to that. I'm just saying that would be no. That would no. I'm not, the Broncos are not going to the Super. Oh yeah, the Broncos didn't get anywhere. You want mine? I got the yeah. 49ers. Okay, taking out the Chiefs. Mm. Revenge. Finally, Kyle Shanahan gets it. It's gonna be Brock Purdy. He's gonna go wire to wire. They're going to have a 77-yard pick six of Mahomes with seconds to go Whoa. in the fourth quarter and win the game. Love it. Wow. You got Love when you get detail like that. Specific. It is It is sort of lost to history, I feel like, somewhat that the Chiefs were down 10 points in the fourth quarter. Not just down good. 10 points. <laughs> they were down 10 points to the Eagles, too, at halftime. Mm. They have Jimmy G has an open man downfield, Emmanuel Sanders, fourth quarter. If he hits the pass, it's over, Johnny. I mean, it is over 24 20 and he misses him 
mm. and leaves the door open for the great Mahomes, who wasn't even having that great a game at that point. All right, 49ers finally get it done. That would be really well in my fantasy world. Impressive after being to the NFC Championship game, what three out of the last four years, and to keep coming back. That that is an incredible organization. If when you keep getting back, you know someone's voice I haven't heard in a while, and I miss him. And I hope I hope everything's cool, because uh, I thought he would be at the Hall of Fame, where two. Jet greats were went in, were inducted, and then they played the Hall of Fame game against the Browns. And then I thought we'd see him on hard knocks, but we did not see him on hard knocks. Let's let's hear from Joe Namath. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're <laughs> going to win next Sunday. Yes, Namath is on the hot seat. Most of the pressure is on him. He has said that the Jets are going to win. He doesn't even predict it. He said, "I guarantee a Jet victory." Mm. Attitude is a whole lot in life. And I had a terrific attitude about that game. I know we're going to win. I have that attitude. I feel that way. And it's not overconfidence thing. It's football sense. Talking about guaranteeing we're going to win. Yeah, that's right. That's the way we felt. (laughs) That's the way we felt. 55 years this January. Joe Namath guaranteed Super Bowl three over the heavily favored Baltimore Colts, 16-7 win, altered pro football forever. I've got news for you. We're going to win the game. I guarantee it, was his quote by the pool. A young Brent Musburger was there. Sure. Amongst other reporters. Aaron Rodgers in 2024. Mm. Now, that wouldn't be his... Impactful. Same season. Yeah, let's. But he, is the quote. Aaron, let's actually, we'll get an edit on that. He's too well spoken for that. It's. Uh, I said on the Hard Knocks podcast, it's time. It's been time. Wow. And so many things have to happen to fall into place, but it does for so many other teams. The Chiefs waited forever. The Eagles waited forever, and it happened for them. Now it's time for the Jets to end their tortured half-century drought, get back to the Super Bowl, and if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, win the damn thing. You can't get to the Super Bowl and not win, and I think they will. The guy, who was the guy The um, on Hard Knocks? He was like the guy that looked into the future, and he predicted. The mentalist. The mentalist predicted Jets 31, 49ers 21. That works for me. (laughs) We back, baby. Jets finally win the Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers is a legend to rival any New York hero that's ever lived. Why not us? And you can say, oh, Dan's setting himself up. Oh, Dan, blah, blah, blah. I I always thought if I ever got to the Super Bowl as a fan, not just winning the game, I've always, and we've been up close for years, that fun, that two-week break between the games and all the fans have flood into the city, that's part of the glory as well. Like, that build-up to that game. I just want to experience that once. Even this offseason, when Rodgers got there at the end of April, like, people are saying, like, Jets fans are getting in over their skis and getting so excited. That's okay. Like, we've been able to enjoy this summer and express hope and optimism, but that's all in the past now. Now we need to see results and... Man, the logic checks out. Now we just need it to happen. 
I mean, why do you do all this if you don't have those two weeks, if you don't have that moment? Um, Patriots fans have had it multiple times to the point where it's like it all becomes almost normalized on some level. I'm not speaking for you, Greg, but like for a Jets fan, it isn't even just you haven't been there. You've been a laughing stock. You know, you have to defend your team um, in our newsroom all the time, um, out at taverns and bars. When people find out you're a Jets fan, they giggle at you behind your back. Like, this would end Not all just that. behind my back. Right in front of your face. <laughs> but I, I, I actually think, um, after all we've been through on this show, too, uh, you've done a, like, you, you could have been hyper annoying about the Jets during all this. I don't think you have been. I think you have been kind of stoic about it. It's like, that would be a pretty incredible um, sports journey. And I think the most mm. winding, bizarre, unbelievable NFL tale um, that I could have I could imagine. So I would love to see it. Um, your your dad, I mean, give me a break. Think about <laughs> not just your sons, because they have a long, long time to see what happens with the Jets. Like, your dad has been waiting and waiting. Um, I would hope he'd be your guest at that game. I'm pretty sure he would be. Oh, you know he would be. Yeah, stoic would not be the word I would use to describe Dan's fandom of the Jets, and I love him <laughs> for well, it. Well, I just mean, I like, love him these, for it. these couple months, you haven't been, you know, going nuts. And I'm, you know, I'm part looking. of that is defensive. Sure. Yeah, I don't yeah, I know that it, it, just, it's very, there's so many outcomes that work against this happening. Well, that makes sense as well. It's one little fun subplot of the season, because I'm looking back there at our producer, Eric Roberts, with his Bills hat on. Is that a Bills hat? Yep. Mm-hmm. Old school Bills hat. And I'm thinking, how many of these teams in the AFC feel just like those Jets fans. If you look at who have the best quarterbacks, long, tortured fan base waiting for their title, the Buffalo Bills. A long, tortured fan base uh, with a great quarterback, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are just there. Uh, Not a a great franchise, but a tortured fan base with great quarterbacks, the Los Angeles Chargers, who I have in the Super Bowl. Like, there are a lot of I can't believe I'm saying this, but Dolphins fans. Dolphins fans have been waiting a long time. They have had a rough road. A lot of great possible stories with great, great players leading them in the AFC. There's going to be a lot of disappointment, but that, that's why we're, we're bored of the Chiefs. We've got to get someone else. And what's, what's a little bit annoying is Browns fans. Like, and well, that's what complicates their situation. Yeah. Is that that's the one fan base that feels like it, you can't really feel the same way for, but they made their bed and mm. they picked their quarterback to try to get over the hump, but complicated their situation. Um, that would be a very different two weeks. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, all right. We got everything. I mean, yes, we famously think thought we're ready. the show was going to be about uh, 20 minutes shorter. So Mark, uh, apologize to no, your children I, who are waiting nope. on the street corners right now. I play this, I play them a, this episode in full. I'm an absolute professional and, uh, Rearrange some plans while okay while we were doing the show. I had had absolute blast. Really? Yes. He, he's no like Colton. Remember that day I told you I taught you how to drive in case of emergency. Just <laughs> use that leg Sitting extender. On I don't books. know how. Yeah, I don't know how exactly it works. Leg extenders. Uh, all right, we are done um, for today, but just starting off a huge week as we steam towards the Thursday night opener between the Chiefs and the Lions. We could finally stop talking about what's to come and experience it all until... Got that Hard Knocks recap finale. Finale tomorrow. Big Wednesday show after that. Then the preview. It's all happening. Heed the call.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.